This is Evidence-Based GI, and I'm Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief. Today, we'll be discussing the utilization of screening colonoscopy in the elderly population, that is, individuals 76 or older. With me is Dr. Philip Okafor, Senior Associate Consultant in the Department of Gastroenterology, at the Mayo Clinic, and we'll be discussing his summary from the June 2023 issue of EBGI, which is entitled, Greening Colonoscopy in the Elderly Population is Less Better. So welcome, Dr. Okafor, and let's talk for a minute about why this is an important topic. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, you know, as we, you know, advance in medicine and have all these great screening tests and tools to screen for diseases, it's increasingly being recognized that, you know, there's a potential for doing more harm than benefit. And, and this is, you know, forms the basis of the the American Board of Internal Medicine's Choosing Wisely campaign, where, you know, we're taking a step back to say, is this really needed? And, and trying to identify the right patients for, to be screened for particular diseases. So I think it's very important, you know, as it pertains to colorectal cancer, you know, the U.S. Preventative Services Tax Force recommendations say that patients older than 75 and when they get screened for colorectal cancer, it comes with grade C recommendations. So it's not a very strong recommendation. And I think that creates an opportunity where recommendations for colonoscopies may be occasionally inappropriate, particularly in, in, in patients with lower shorter life expectancy. And this study does a good job in providing supporting evidence, especially as it regards to the yield of these colonoscopies and also the risks that come with doing colonoscopies in patients older than 75 years. Yeah, as you mentioned, the U.S. Multi-Society Task Force on Colorectal Cancer Screening specifically states not to do screening colonoscopy if a person is older than 85 and that you need to take into account the patient's medical status, their life expectancy, their personal preferences, if you're going to do a screening colonoscopy between 76 and 84. And this specific study helps us understand, you know, whether or not we're usually doing screening colonoscopy in people that do at least have a life expectancy of 10 years if we scope them between the ages of 76 and 84. And specifically, we'll be discussing a study that you summarized from El Halabi et al. that was published in JAMA Internal Medicine this month. What Dr. El Halabi and her colleagues did was look at, in a retrospective cross-sectional study, look at all the screening colonoscopies performed in people over the age of 75 between 2009 and 2022 at the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio and the Cleveland Clinic in Florida. And these were all asymptomatic individuals getting average risk screening colonoscopy. And they looked at the frequency that these individuals had a life expectancy of less than 10 years when they got their colonoscopy, and also with the frequency of adverse events. What they found was that among over 7,000 elderly individuals getting screening colonoscopy, that actually among the 76 to 80-year-old group, that about 30% of them 
had a life expectancy of less than 10 years. Maybe a little questionable about whether or not you definitely needed to do it. But in the 81 to 85-year-old group, 71% had a life expectancy of less than 10 years. And 100% in the over 85-year-old group had a life expectancy of less than 10 years, which goes along with the U.S. Multi-Society Preventive Task Force that states don't do screening colonoscopy if they're over 85. What was interesting in particular was that adverse event rates, meaning hospitalization or emergency department visits, that was 13.6 per 1,000 patients. Or in other words, about 1.4 out of every 100 patients was having a severe adverse event. And if that individual had a life expectancy of less than 10 years, it actually doubled. Two or three out of 100 of these patients were having severe adverse events. And finally, what was also notable was that the prevalence of advanced adenomas was only about 5.4% to 6.2% in this 76 to 85-year-old group. So not incredibly high, probably because many of these patients had already had screening colonoscopies in the past that were normal. So what do you think, Dr. Okafor, when you put all this stuff together, how does it influence what you do when you're scoping people who are over the age of 76 or 75 and are interested in screening colonoscopy or maybe what you do in your own recommendations if you're scoping somebody who's over 70 and they get a normal screening colonoscopy, do you say no further screening colonoscopy or do you just say come back in 10 years? Yeah, it's a good question. The bulk of the screening colonoscopies I do in my hospital tend to come from open access referrals. So they're coming from primary care, family medicine. And as a result, I see a lot of patients in their 70s and 80s with significant comorbidities still being referred. And what I at least do for those patients is when I'm done with the colonoscopy, I have a conversation with the patient and say, you know what? I think at this point, the benefit does not outweigh the risk and you potentially should stop consider stopping screening at that point and I, and I include that in the endoscopy report so that the primary care doctors see it I think it's important to recognize that there are you know tools online that can help in deciding you know, that decision making process when it comes to life expectancy, so you can select the right patients. And, and if there are ways for us as providers to use those tools, I think it will help us select patients who may benefit from screening colonoscopy and that way do less harm. Yeah, I think, at least in my own practice, there are two places where we can facilitate appropriate use of colonoscopy. The first is our nurses are trained to review the charts when it's an open access screening colonoscopy. And actually, if the patient has multiple comorbidities and is over the age of 75, it gets flagged for review by physician's assistant. Because if it's for a screening colonoscopy in somebody who's had a heart attack or has diabetes and hypertension, data from the Nurses Health Cooperative study and the physicians and healthcare providers studies from Massachusetts actually show if you've got those comorbidities, you're not seeing significant benefit from colorectal cancer screening because your life expectancy is just not going to be that long. I think the other place is what we do 
when we're doing screening colonoscopies in people over the age of 65, and it's a normal scope, but they have other comorbidities, what are we writing out in recommendations? I mean, what do you do in your own practice? Yeah, I, I like I said, discuss with the patient. The, the, the point you make is very valid because they still fall in that group where the guidelines do not recommend against further screening. But I think it's having that conversation and talking to primary care. And, and I think it's a good opportunity for us as a specialty GI, I mean, to engage better with the referring doctors in our individual institutions so we can actually go over what these studies show in terms of the risks and that you've highlighted appear to be you know, much higher in this older patients. And, and I think that will help uh, make the right selections when, we, when, they, when they send patients for colonoscopies. Yeah, I mean, I know in my own practice, if I'm doing a screening colonoscopy between the ages of 66 and 74, and it's normal, if that patient's had a history of MI, or if that patient has some combination of COPD or diabetes or hypertension or coronary artery disease, you know, my recommendation in the chart is no further screening colonoscopy because... If I don't write that, then a primary care doc, if the patient does survive 10 years, but maybe is extremely ill, they may just routinely send an open access request for us to do a screening colonoscopy. And, and I know you were mentioning, it's really tough for us as GI docs on an open access case to have a prep patient who's really sick and is there waiting for a screening colonoscopy. Yeah, because for them, they think that the bowel prep sometimes is worse than the actual procedure. You know, so it's it's a hard conversation to have with them to say this may not be worth doing. So most of us err in actually doing the procedures. And, and But I think taking a step back to select the right patients, like you said, and being conclusive in our recommendations in those high-risk patients in their 60s is a good practice. Yeah, it would be helpful because once the patient's there on the stretcher in the pre-procedure area and you're doing the consent and they're prepped, that's not the time to say, maybe you're too sick for us to do the procedure. Got to intervene either when we write our recommendations 10 years previous or intervene when we're screening them before they get scheduled for their open access scope. Well, thanks again for joining me today. For our listeners, please remember to subscribe to Evidence-Based GI on your favorite podcast platform. And also, please follow us on Twitter at ACG underscore EBGI. Our Twitter handle is used to send out weekly PowerPoint tutorials about summaries in EBGI, and we do that every Wednesday. And finally, for our ACG members that are listening, I'd encourage you to please read the full issues of Evidence-Based GI, which are on the ACG website, and also look for our blast emails with new issues, which come out in the middle of each month.